show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. First episode of 2019. 2019. Episode 22. 22. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <sighs> I was just going to keep pruning, man. Okay. I'm not bad at that. Whatever. Yeah. Episode 22 of the Mental Matters Podcast. We are here. What up, though? What up, though? Your favorite co-host in the whole world. Yep. And Richard. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was you than me. <laughs> I don't know, man. It depends. Yeah, we'll play it as we go. Everybody always tells me, like, man, you talk too much. Let Jarrell talk. No, that's not I'm like, like all that. right, well, maybe I'll let him talk the whole thing. <laughs> I think uh, that's what we're going to do this episode. You're going to talk the whole thing. I'm going to talk the whole thing. Yep, I'm going to just shut up and sit here. I'm going to shut I, up and dribble. I don't know if that'll last too long. I'm going to shut up and dribble. <laughs> but uh, how was the new year, though? Like, yeah. com- coming into, like, the holiday and everything. Uh, You know, new year, same shit. Yeah. Not that new year, new new me bullshit. Not on that. Yeah. 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 You know how everybody do. Yeah, they uh, cancel everybody who's in their phone and their friends list. And, and then by February, hey, friend. Yep. Hey, big head. <laughs> Y'all trash. Right around taxes. Can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, remember that one time? Let's go do that again in February again. Mm-hmm. And then my March, you ain't got no more money, so yeah. it's a wrap on you. Don't do that this year. Do not. Put your money somewhere <laughs> it can actually go to, like... Yeah. A savings account or yeah. investments, yeah, or like a car, yeah, something you actually need. Mm-hmm. Not the J's because they cold. Yeah, not the not the expensive belts. You know, the name belts getting ready yeah. for the Millennium Tour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or those should be cheap. Those should be like what? Well, no, they gonna increase no. them now since everybody want them. No, exactly. Supply and demand. I went to DXL the other day. Okay, and they legit had velour suits. Oh. I was over it. <laughs> Did you guess how much the jacket was? One twenty. No, less than that. Eighty nine ninety nine. Okay, that's still too high. Pants seventy. Mm-mm. And it was hideous. Yeah. Yeah. Big and baggy. Well, yeah, like we had like, the black ones and they had like the yellow and white stripes on the side. Yeah. But then, oh man, I got to show you this one. <laughs> and then you had the jacket. I guess they tried to like. Make it more contemporary, but it was still trash. Yeah. Like, I need to show you this. You're going to be like, you're probably going to find it. You might not. It may be your speed. <laughs> Look like Nelly and O2. Nope. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's something different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that doesn't even remind me of the old days. That's something totally different. If y'all wonder, we're going to post this on the story. Yeah. Just so you know. I'm yeah. doing that. And there's the other one. <laughs> okay. I don't like that one either. And then here's the pants. Oh, like where those are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, why are they bringing all these old trash traditions back? Like, yeah. I get it. Every so often, things recycle, mm-hmm. like high top fades and yeah. Jordans, like every two years. Yeah. And then the price keeps going up, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. But some things just need to be left in the past. Yeah. Just completely in the past. I like the Jordans, though. I haven't bought a pair in like five years. Yeah. So some things need to be left in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not trying to buy no Jordans. However, yeah. If the right ones come along at the right time, I might treat myself. And then that'll be it for the year. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So your birthday comes, but then that's like, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. That's like 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) By the time that's over, you're like, treat yourself next Christmas, whatever. Yeah. Ah, man. Well, yeah, the holidays have come and gone. Yeah. We have had a crazy 2018, mm-hmm. ready to hit y'all like a thunderstorm for 2019. Yep. I'm excited. 
This is the first time I felt like refreshed, like coming really? into like a new year, like you know, starting to work again and. And you didn't even get your week break like you was mad about. Yeah, I was mad. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I always usually get my five days off before the actual shutdown and automotive starts. But, yeah, it, it happens. So. That's cool. But, yeah, I actually feel refreshed. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, it's going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt like that in probably since, like, the year I graduated college. Like, this excited uh, about, like, a year. That's you know? fair. Yeah. That was a good year. Yeah. So, I haven't been this happy probably since... As far as, like, looking at, like, coming into a new year, like, 2015, that was probably the year I came in. I was really happy. And then, of course, like, um, like 2017 was good because that was the year I got married, but it was just so much stress around, like, the wedding and everything mm-hmm. like that that it's just, like, just come and go, you know? It was that whole <laughs> happy wife, happy life thing, and she was all stressed out, so you were stressed out. Yeah. So that year, 2017, I was like, this is come, have August get over with so I can go to Jamaica and then. Yeah, man. See you in 2018. It was that type of thing. <laughs> Leaving everybody behind. <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. So, here we go. 2018's gone. 2019's here. Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of things we're trying to do this year. Yep. So, we're just going to kick this thing off. You ready? I'm ready. You sure? I'm definitely sure. Because I'm just going to come up with some bullshit, and we're just going to do it. Hey, I mean, that's that's the authenticity that <laughs> <laughs> makes it great. The fact that you trust me to come up with bullshit <laughs> makes me feel good. Nah, it's not like that. No? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you going to backtrack? It's not BS. He backpedaled so fast. It's not like, BS. Yeah. It's, you shouldn't call it BS. It's good content. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope people think that. It is. It is. Okay. Straight from the heart. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's about to be, <laughs> straight from the heart. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to get into it. Um, so as we kind of reiterated at the end of last year, we really want to hit you guys with just the raw reason of why we started this whole podcast thing, um, with the essence of still not knowing what the hell we're doing, <laughs> but at the same time, just making sure that we're transparent as possible and, you know, helping shift the culture. So, um Kind of our refocus for 2019 is more so redefining how to properly man up. And this can be applied to anybody, but we're particularly talking about our black men. Um, There's a stigma around black men that, how do I put this in quite, what would Madam EP say? Yeah, she'd probably say we ain't shit. But, (laughs) and there's, there's some truth to it. I mean, I can attest to times like not being anything from like blowing credit card stacks on Taco Bell or things stupid like that. Mm -hmm. But it's more so understanding yourself in terms of, I guess, being your best physical self, your best mental self, your best emotional self and your best spiritual self. So, um, but I think before we kind of reshape what that looks like for the whole year, Mm -hmm. we kind of just need to refocus and reset in terms of like what's, our positive men or like what negative men look like okay so that we can kind of help reshape all right this is what the climate is Mm -hmm. and then kind of go from there in terms of attacking those four pillars Mm -hmm. so negatives and positives i know you remember those from school right yeah yeah protons neutrons there you go yeah (sighs) no not neutrons electrons are negatives (laughs) neutrons are neutral (laughs) there you go (laughs) So you got people with positive energy, you got people with negative energy. Yeah. And 
I kind of want to just look at what it means to define like a positive and negative role model. Okay. Because especially for our men, because just lately, you know, throughout society, um, mm-hmm. through social media and the current climate of certain things, which I'll definitely get into a little bit later. We just kind of need to redefine what a positive male role model looks like and what a pretty much ain't shit what a role model looks like. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess first question is when you think of like positive male role models, like what type of people do you think of? I think of someone who has. And you can't use positive. Nah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> For me, I think of someone who has a, a, a sense to like serve and protect their family uh i I think like my granddad my granddad had uh, nine children and uh like all of them turned out you know well in their right mind (laughs) like you know he has it's like if you look at his tree he came all the way from georgia up here like with nothing basically back in like the 1940s and 50s you know he had like you know working at like different mills and different um foundries and things of that nature just to like take care and provide for his family. Um, I think he married my grandmother. He was like 20, 21. <laughs> he lived till he was 90. Um, he had nine kids. All of them have their high school diplomas. All of them are working um, in like a productive field. Like none of them were like you know, like criminals. None of them were <clears throat> like like just like demising like the name that he set out for them to have. So I think of like um, a positive um, male role model. I think of him because it shows like in like his entire like lineage, like everything that came from him. Um, of course, not everything is positive in family, but for the most part, everyone is here. Everyone's in their right mind. Um, everyone has a sense of purpose. So I feel like I look at him um, as an example. Um, so like having a sense of family, that's something that I think of when I see a, when I think about a positive man. Um, someone who, someone who actually like cares, like someone who like sit you down and, and let you know. Um, this is not like what you're doing is not good or what you're doing is good. Like someone who's willing to sit down, like redirect you. I had some of those people, um, in my life, like growing up in church and things like that. Um, I never really had to have the discussion about me like being off track because my dad would have had that with me first before any other, (laughs) any other person would have had to correct me. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I came into, um, many different like mentorship, uh, like type of relationships, like with older guys, like they may have been like. 27 28 I might have been like 14 or 15 and they're just like you know what you're doing like just keep doing that you know so I think of someone who like sees like the generation after them and like wants to help I think that's some that's that's a positive um characteristic to have as well so just someone who is always willing to like lend a helping hand someone who like has a sense of like uh taking care of their family um things of that nature that's okay. what I think about that's a fair example I think you pretty much nailed it yeah. um when I start thinking about like positive male role models, you know, I mean, I've the first person you're gonna think of is like your father. Yeah. You know, you're gonna automatically say, "All right, first off, were they a positive or negative person?" Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I would say overall, my dad was more of a positive role model. Okay. Um, so he was definitely a, one of the first people I looked at every single day. Is hey, you know, who's this guy? Is he doing right or wrong? Then I had like my grandfather, my great grandfather. And then from there, look to, you know, their children, basically. So, like, my uncles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about them. But yeah. <laughs> um, then you start looking outside. You start thinking about, like, the friends you hang around. You start looking at the 
the people that had always had her back in church in terms of like pastors, deacons, etc. And just other like if you had like a male teacher. So like a couple of my favorite like male role models would be like some of my past male teachers, especially black male teachers. So like uh, one of my former teachers uh, in middle school, you know, my math teacher, um, Mr. Haley, or like my science teacher, Mr. Elam, or like my computers teacher, um, you know, Mr. Moses. So like they were always in terms of just like spitting like real truth. Like they'll sit us down and make us watch, um, they'll make us watch like, you know, black history movies like 365 days out of the year. Mm-hmm. Or like they'll just teach us what it means to ultimately be a man. Mm-hmm. And so just using some of those lessons um, really kind of helped shape my perspective of like what a positive male role model looks like. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to come across those in like the days of social media or like okay. what you see on your TV screen. So, you know, I'm thankful for people like, you know, Barack Obama or like uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or... Mm-hmm. You know, other more prominent like black males, if you will, because especially in the news, we always get painted like a negative light. Yeah. So it's really hard to find the positive. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of what I think of when it comes to like positive male role models. Okay. Um. It's funny you said the whole thing about you know people like take care of their families and everything because kind of. Did like a quick survey to the culture, if you will. Okay. And so we had people respond with such things as um, one who takes care of family and priorities. Um, or another person that said, I believe a real man is supposed to support to, <laughs> I believe a real man supports to those he cares about emotionally, physically, and mentally. Okay. So it's always in terms of, you know, as far as like what they can know intangibly supply to you versus like you know somebody that buys me things or things of that nature so mm-hmm. um it's always typically like how they help build you up mm-hmm. like on the airbnb so um i guess if you had to think about like the actual people mm-hmm. like in terms of like our society yeah. like who would be like some of like who'd be like your top five in terms of guys you think like hey you know what this dude, this rapper, this so and so, like, who would that be? Uh, first, you have to go with uh, former President Barack Obama. Absolutely, he's very articulate. I like that he was very articulate. He always had his point across in a well-mannered way. He um, always had his little hand thing. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know he was about to drop a bomb, right? When he pulled up that pointer that was never really there, but it was like. And you seen his fingernails is clean too. All right. Anyway, keep going. I remember I actually got a chance to see him speak. This is when I was uh, like a sophomore in college, and he came to Detroit to speak at the UAW uh, Labor Day Parade down on the riverfront. So that was cool. And they had like Aretha Franklin singing uh, "Star Spangled Banner" or some song that she sung. So it was just like a great moment. Um, there's like other people who I don't know if people know. Like there's this guy who I recently started like listening to. Um, I want to get into him more, but he has like street knowledge mixed with like, like law mixed with like business, like all these other things. But his name is um, Cavario, and I don't know his last name, but it starts with the letter H. They call him like Cavario H. Um, he's the guy who created um, Don Diva magazine. 
I know you've probably seen like Don Diva magazines before, like laying around like in a barbershop or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a guy who's like articulate, but also has like a sense of like he's self aware, um, and he he knows a lot about like like how history ties into how the minority communities like suffered from different things in the eighties and the nineties. So I like listening to him speak. Um, as much as uh, what else could I say? I was I would say LeBron because he uses his platform and he puts himself uh like at risk a lot of times with some of the things that he says. He's not mm-hmm. as articulate as Obama would be, but the fact that he has the name and and he created the shop, you know, that that TV show where he speaks a lot about all of the things that are going on in our culture and today's society, the fact that he has his platform, he speaks, he uses it in a positive way. I commend him for that. So that's someone who I look to. Mm-hmm. Um it could be like dead or alive or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I like Ali because same reason for LeBron. Like he uses platform. You know, he had he got drafted in the, in the Vietnam War. He turned it down. He lost his you know, boxing license. All those things. He sacrificed his own means to um, prove his point and to show that he was someone who like he sat he 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 sat for what he believed in or he stood for what he believed in, mm-hmm. um, depending on how you want to look at it. So. Right. Put Ali up there. I think I got one more, right? You got one more. One more. One more. One more. <laughs> no pressure. All right. I like uh I'm trying to think. I wanna put like different names out there instead of like the set regular like Jay Z stuff hey, or whatever. Man, do, do you, man? I would go I'm with not gonna uh, judge you. I said this over before, so I wanna say him again. I'm gonna go with I would go with Spike Lee because I, I love a lot of his movies. Um, not saying that he's right all the time, but he uses, um, like, you know, when people go to the movies, they usually just want to see entertainment. But he uses the, the platform that's supposed to be for entertainment to bring awareness to different issues. So, mm-hmm. like, Jungle Fever, like, inter- interracial relationships. Um, the movie Clockers, where he showed, like, hey, these are dudes in the projects who sell crack, but they're, like, 17 to 18, and they don't have parents. They live in the projects by themselves. This is how they make money in order to feed themselves. So it's not like they're doing this for, like, the sport of it. They're doing this because they don't have any other way to make money. So he shed, like, light on that. Or um, just, like, the regular, um, like, stories about families in the 60s with Crooklyn. So, I mean, I always liked the way that he was able to tell a story and bring awareness to something, and you're being entertained at the same time. You're not realizing that you're learning, and you're being taught about yourself. So I put Spike Lee up there. That's fair. Cool. I think it's a pretty solid list. Yeah. We can get to the negatives one in a minute. But okay. <laughs> that's rough. Anyway, <laughs> if I had the big five, um, I'm a, I'm just gonna run them off, man. Here we go. Okay. So definitely my man's Jermaine Cole. Yeah. I gotta go with I gotta have to go with J. Cole, man. Uh-huh. Because again, he uses this platform in terms of his music. So it's not always about like, you know, fucking bitches or things of that nature. It's yeah. more so like I'm gonna give you these bars, but I'm gonna put messages in my music. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make you listen to it because I mean I did what I had to do to get on. Mm-hmm. So now I can kinda do whatever I want to make you think. Okay. And so like when you have albums like Forest Hills Drive or for your eyes only or KOD if you will mm-hmm. like it really forces you to think and it's like alright dang like it's been so many times I've sat down and listened to his music <laughs> and I've been completely in my feelings like you don't know my life get out of here bro like, go somewhere man you play too much so definitely J. Cole um, I could say whoever I want right yeah perfect 
I gotta go with my man Chala, okay. aka the Black Panther, <laughs> no, aka okay. Chadwick. Um, but it's not just for his role in Black Panther. Yeah, you know he was the main character in Forty Two for the whole Jackie Robinson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he did obviously he did the Black Panther, and he had so many other roles that made you appreciate not only the craft of what it means to be like a black actor, mm-hmm. but also to you know there were also roles that more so defined positive images of black men. Yeah. And so I'd be remiss by not mentioning somebody like him. So yeah. um even though I think they got snubbed last night with the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean that's just typical America for you. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Yes I am. Um that's two. I'm keeping counting like you. That's two. <laughs> um trying to stay away from music i mean i i don't want to go with the the typical like jay-z's if you will because uh-huh. you know, some struggle. people some people yeah not not gonna go with jay-z right now <laughs> we'll wait till later um do 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 three more i mean i think we already said uncle phil a long time ago as far yeah. as like positive black father figures mm-hmm. but i mean I, i'll go even i'll go a step further and say will smith okay um, that's because of, I mean, not only his wealth of, you know, entertainment and the arts, as far as like music and movies mm-hmm. and TV shows and whatnot, but I mean, he is very, very well versed in terms of just, you know, being uplifting for the culture and like that's part of that attitude that we as black men need to encompass more. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, you ugly boy, or your shoes like jacked up, <laughs> whatever it may be, right? Like, this is a complete side note. Uh-huh. I went shopping yesterday okay. to go, like, trade some shoes in, whatever. Okay. I got these shoes here. They're very comfortable. Okay. Shout out to Adidas. But, um. I got to check them out later. Yeah, man. I got you. <laughs> but it was these, like, teenagers, and it feels really weird to say teenagers. Yeah. Because I am much older than them. Mm-hmm. But. Like, they was in line, and I literally remember this dude saying, bro, you talking shit? Bro, I'll blow you right here in the store. I was just sitting here like. <laughs> we still do that? <laughs> so, you just told this man you're going to blow him in the middle of the store. Yeah. Like, on one end, I understood what he meant. <laughs> but the literal nature of what you just said yeah. is the reason why we need to have this discussion we're having today. Yeah, like, why are you telling up. a grown man you'll blow them? Like, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. We're going to attack the shit out of that. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what we're going to do. 2019 New Year with this. Damn it. Um, so, so that's three. Um, positive male role models that look like us. This shouldn't be hard. It's just so iffy because of this whole climate we'll get into. But um, we'll, we'll go to the non-living now. <laughs> I guess that's the best route to go. Uh, man, you got people like man. There's so many positive I can't use him. He's not famous. I mean, he's famous to me because yeah. it's my whole like great grandfather. But okay, okay. I can't go that route because that's a complete cop out. Uh, I will go with my. He's not obviously he's still alive today. My man's E.T., the hip-hop preacher. Okay. Eric Thomas. Yeah. Like, you can always count on just 
finding like a random sound bite mm-hmm. on social media, yep. and he'll just hit you with just some. Like I remember, it was one he was talking about. Um, he was inspiring like some high school students, and they were like talking, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Wait, you basically was like, wait a minute, like I'm doing this one for free." doing this for my own people and this how y'all treat me yeah i remember that one like some of the issues that y'all having is because y'all y'all think this whole thing is a game like ain't nothing handed to us like Mm -hmm. y'all test scores is low this and a third i'm here to help help y'all do better i don't get treated like this anywhere else i go like Mm -hmm. that's bullshit basically Mm -hmm. so but his whole thing is just to make sure that people are just motivated to be their best no matter what circumstances they're going through. Right. And that's so important to our culture because, I mean, just look where we came from. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes the most sense to have that type of motivation. So, big ups to E.T., Hip Hop Preacher. Maybe we can get him on an episode, see how that goes. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the atmosphere. Yep. Speaking see how it goes. <laughs> oh, man, you stole the rock because you a thief. <laughs> I just thought of, like, two more while I'm sitting here. Oh, see? <laughs> Better at this than me. Um, I'm gonna go contemporary people we're just not talking about yet. Um, I will definitely give big ups to our new lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with him mm-hmm. because I mean he's a fellow engineer. Yep. Um, obviously doing dope things. <laughs> running for, like, a more of a state-elected position, if you will. So mm-hmm. um, maybe we get him on an episode one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shooting shots. We'll see how I go. Um, just, you know, it, they can be as big as, like, all these people that make all this money. Mm-hmm. They can be the people that are just, like, around the corner from us. But I think the biggest key is there are just so many that we need to bring awareness to okay. that we just don't talk about every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you have your your third good marshals, you have your Malcolm mm-hmm. X's, you have your MLK's, you have your mm-hmm. um, WB DeWaz, you have all these other positive black role models, if you will. Um, and I guess part of the reason I'm kind of reserved on some of them mm-hmm. is just because of just what's going on in this crazy world right now with yep. this whole... So negative male role models. <laughs> That's how we'll get into this. Um, I think to probably identify and you know to probably identify like positive male role models, you'd be remiss if you don't go with the balance of it. You don't go with you go with the you know, negatively charged ones, if you will. Okay. And so basically, what that looks like is just our fellas that just really make us be like, "Damn, you setting us back again, bro." Yeah. Like we got so many. Okay. So. You want me to name those two? <laughs> Listen, we are going to name the first one that came to my head. Kanye. Nah, <laughs> that could Listen, be number one. <laughs> he's pretty much trashing me. He's done. Yeah, he's in 2018, so we're still sinking. In fact, like, if it wasn't for like his hip hop catalog, I'm pretty sure he'd be dead to everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna just throw another one on a positive note because I'm gonna throw a lot of positive notes in between all this. Okay, so I need that to stay balanced here. Yeah, shout out to my main man, Chance the Rapper. Okay. Because Black Boy Joy is a real thing. Yeah. That part. And he spoke out and Listen. apologized for making music with so-and-so. Yeah. Well, I can't fault him for that because he kind of helped put him on. But yeah. most importantly, um, just what he does for his hometown, what he mm-hmm. does for Chicago, how he donated money to 
you know, Chicago public schools and mm-hmm. helping with mental health programs in the city and whatnot. Yep. I mean, you have that. So, I mean, on top of the music, I mean, the coloring book was just, like, monumental, like, for mm-hmm. the culture. So, like, how can you hate Chance? Right. Like, even if you hate his voice, like, you can't <laughs> be mad at what he does for the culture. Never, so, I mean, never mad at what he does. Yeah, that part. But, yeah, Kanye West is pretty much trash. Yeah. He's done for. I cannot go back and listen to his music like after graduation. Yeah. He was so trash and I'm so done with him that he didn't even pop in my head when I just thought the trash people. <laughs> <laughs> that part, exactly. The first thing that came in my head was uh Ike Turner. <laughs> That's not somebody If I had a chance, I would like punch Ike Turner in the face, but you yeah, know. he's definitely not like the you know, us being like husbands, he's definitely like one of the people that you don't uh ever want to look up to for anything. Not at all. Yeah. I mean if you look for a punching bag, I might look at him for that. <laughs> Yeah, he was the first one that came to my head. It was Ike Turner. Um, second one was Fifty Cent. Really, like, I like I like Fifty Cent music. I like the way like he, you know, he's funny. You know, he trolls people. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is he a negative role model? Really? Because he's like insensitive to what other people may be feeling. Mm. He doesn't care about other people's feelings. So like the whole thing that turned me like off with him was when um, Terry Crews, I think he was speaking at Congress or something about like you know the Hollywood directors and he was at a party and a director touched him and you know that whole thing and uh 50 cent made like a, a video on instagram like man you like six foot five like 300 pounds this and that like what you what you crying in congress for and this and that all that type of stuff so i was kind of like turned off with like him just his whole post about that i think it's only good with him when it comes to the music part yeah. and i only made that for jaru because that was literally hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, like, after that, he just became, like, just a complete asshole. Like, yeah. 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 Pretty much after after the massacre mm-hmm. and parts of Get Rich or Die Trying, like, the movie soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. I was pretty much done with it. Yeah. He just wasn't that great to me anymore. I did buy Curtis. but I don't mind. You wasted your money. It was my middle name, so... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I give it a try because I remember that came out the same day as graduation, and like my sister bought graduation, so I'm like, you already bought that, I might as well buy some while I'm here too. So guilted yourself to buy something. Yeah, yeah, I get money on it. That was a dope song. <sighs> That's it. That's the only thing from that album. You can't even you. Nope. I wish you would try. <laughs> the rest of it was complete trash. He had a song with uh, it was called Moving On Up. I like that song. It was just the beat on top, and it was a drum beat on top of another drums. drum beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. We so easily get amused by drums. So <laughs> it's not my fault. You're from Wakanda. <laughs> that part. Wakanda forever. Yeah. That's cool. Who else you just say is negative to you? Negative. Just trash. Negative. Just negative. Scum. I mean. And we have to give people proper respect since we dead them in 2019. So this is the only reason I'm doing this. <laughs> this is just dead them in 2019 to be done with them. Um, can I think of? Can I Jarrell think said of? I don't associate with trash. It's hard <laughs> to think of them. I feel you. I don't like uh, the way that um, – I can't even think of the guy's name. The one who uh, cheated or did never pay Dame Dash back, uh, the director, that guy. I think his name. He did the. Uh, he does. What's the show? Uh, with, with Taraji and Terrence Howard and on Channel Two on Fox. I can't think of that guy's name. McDaniel's Lee, Lee Daniels. Is that his name? I think so. I don't. I don't really mess with. I don't Lee know Daniels his name. Like that. That's fine. Yeah, he's trash. He I, like I grew up like 
like I say, like hip hop was like everything to me. So like, when he disrespected Dame, he disrespected me. Because I was a Rockefeller soldier <laughs> when I was in elementary school. <laughs> I guess. I can't. So I, I really messed with Lee Day. It was like that. Um, I don't know what else I can think of. I mean, I could say Chris Brown, but I mean, he's been like kind of like. I never I'm really messed with Chris. There. I never messed with Chris Brown like that. I'm so. throwing him in there. I'm not even mad at you for doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing him in there. It's fine. He can stay there. Yeah. But there's, there's reasons why. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, we got rid of Bill Cosby too. Yeah, yeah. The thing that about Bill Cosby is you can't really negate the fact that he did the Cosby Show. Yeah. Or helped produce like a different world, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like none of that negates how trash you are as a person. Right. Like whenever you get to the point of just abusing your power and abusing like women and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you're pretty much trash. So yeah, yeah. he right there with Chris Brown. It's fine. Yeah. I'll throw Cat Williams out there. Well, Cat Williams trash for many other reasons besides. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's funny either. He's so trash. Like, yeah. like the only thing that's straight about him is his hair. That's the only thing. <laughs> I do not trust anything about Cat Williams. Yeah. His, the, the only thing he ever contributed to the culture was Money Mike and Friday After Next. That was it. Like, do you mean the literal Money Mike or the diss album that went against him? That's a fake ass pimps like Money Mike. The movie Money Mike. And okay, I like, and I like the diss too. The diss was funny. That part. Yeah, I like them both. Fake ass pimps like Money Mike. Yeah. <laughs> That's your homework. Kristen Little. No, oh, you can't. Away. Never mind that. They still might know who it is. I didn't say <laughs> they the might name. not. I didn't say the name of the group. You know we old. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Cat Williams is pretty much trash. I, oh yeah. gosh, who else you got? I seen like I heard like an interview about him mm-hmm. like recently. Mm-hmm. I forgot who was with, but he was basically talking about like how he's like the number one selling like comedian when it comes to like stand ups and tours and ticket sales and all that goes blah blah blah. Yeah. And then like, and I haven't done like the homework and mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. to know exactly what he's worth, et cetera. Yeah. But Charlamagne just kind of get ripped him a new one, and I was just like, yeah. mm, "That sounds about accurate." Yeah. So, I mean, Eddie Murphy still has that record from like 1987, I think. So, I don't see how anybody. And I don't that. see how you would love Chris Rock. I yeah. don't. Or Kevin Hart at all. He sold out the Madison Square Garden. So, two shows. Yeah. Same tour. Yep. Okay. I went and saw him that year too. So, I never saw. Kevin's Kevin. probably still at the Fox somewhere. Yeah. The Sonic Temple somewhere. Anyway. St. Andrews. <laughs> Grandma's basement. Yeah. DPS cafeteria. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big shine also, bro. Get out, get out yourself. Get out yourself, man. Anyway. Is that five? I think between the two of us that's five. Oh, let's not stop the goal. Oh, it's supposed to be five for me individually. Yes. I mean, who else Stay focused. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, he's pretty much trash. I don't like Floyd Mayweather. I was I, hoping he like get his ass up a couple times, but yeah, it just hasn't happened. So like, I I rooted against him probably for like a good like ten fights, and then the first time I rooted for him was Conor McGregor because I respect boxing. I'm like, if Conor McGregor comes in here and whoop Floyd Mayweather, that's not good for boxing. So I had to root for Mayweather no, because don't. it's just you don't. yeah, I had to man. You don't have to. Like, I had to respect the sport. Like you can't let somebody come in here and like whoop on him. This is like his sport, so I had to root for Mayweather. You can do whatever you want in this world. I've noticed that. <laughs> you must not like boxing. <laughs> I like boxing. Yeah. I like good boxing, more importantly. I like Like, ABs. I love 
the Joe Lewis fights. I love okay. the Muhammad Ali fights. Mike Tyson was knocking him down when Roy Jones Jr. was the man. Mm-hmm. I never liked Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Like, let's just make that clear. <laughs> like, money, no, that whole money Mayweather thing, talking on the uh, money phone bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, trash. That's a Detroit thing, too, by the way. It's all trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Detroit thing, though. I don't care if it's from Detroit. It's trash. Trash is trash. <laughs> You got homes on certain sides of the city that got roaches in it. Don't yeah. mean it ain't trash. I mean, it's an actual like Detroit rapper that says that though. It says like I was putting money to my head before it made weather. And Name I'm, the artist. <laughs> I'm not gonna because you're gonna try to say something. Moving on. Uh-uh. I, might, five? I might run into him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, anyway. So you gotta do your five. I guess I gotta do one. <laughs> We already put Kanye West out there for being trash, so that's my one. Yeah. Um. I feel like by even finishing this list, it's gonna put us back some years. As <laughs> but we got nothing to lose here, so whatever. <laughs> um. Who do I think is trash? Is like black men in general. <laughs> Man, you just really can't get past Kanye. <laughs> That's how much I can stand. We already, I, I gave Floyd it to you. It starts and ends with him. No, it doesn't actually. He threw Chris Brown on there, so he's kind of there, so I can't use that. Yeah. Oh, man. But can I just go with the one I'm most fed up with right now? Yeah. Okay, because I don't really feel like, like putting my brain through that torture. Yeah. I'm going to go with this man, Mr. Robert Kelly himself. Of course. I have to. Yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. I feel like I should have brought some wine for this because. Mm-hmm. He stresses me out. Yeah. So, we're going to categorize this by saying any person that dates people that's considered underage to them is completely trash. Yep. Absolutely. Without a doubt, trash. Right. Like, I had an issue being 13 and trying to date a 12-year-old, like, when I was in middle school. Like, I had an issue doing that. (laughs) I didn't like it at all either. Exactly. Like, you still feel like, oh, no, this (laughs) is just ain't right. Like, no, I'm good. I actually had a friend in middle school. We were in uh, seventh grade, and a sixth grader, I sent him, um, a girl, I sent him, like, a pseudogram. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's gross. (laughs) He took the Twix and then, like, gave her back the balloon. Exactly. (laughs) First off, he's trash for that. (laughs) You don't accept any of it. I'm faced with friends. I should bring that back up to him. Like. Then you should. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to go viral like everything else you post. Nah. Yeah, it will. Um, To the trash dudes that are the reasons I didn't date in high school, you mm-hmm. know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The ones that was the dope boys in the block and they had the cars yeah, yeah. and they pick up the girls high school. Yeah, knew I was on. Mm-hmm. Yep. They trash. Yeah. There's the absolute <laughs> reason why I did not date in high school. Yeah. Because all the quote unquote girls that you wanted to date we're getting picked up after school. Yeah. But then you realize that by like 10th grade, that doesn't make the girls you really want anyway. Right. Because they ain't really out for shit but your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I figured like, out that really early. And like my mama would never even so actually, it. <laughs> thank God for the dope boys. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the thing, right? Um, you got to put that on the t-shirt. Listen. <laughs> Make that our merch. Thank God for the dope boys. Y'all pretty sure that go really well. Yeah. I already know who the first phone call would be. Uh, <laughs> I would wear that. <laughs> I know you would. Right down Jefferson, all, all in the rims. Why? Jarrell, Jarrell, Jarrell. You trash for that. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
so my my biggest focus is this: we we, we have to do a better job of, especially as black men in this culture and the climate, is protecting our black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because, you know, not only is the whole Chris Brown Rihanna thing, not only the whole Bill Cosby thing, mm-hmm. um, not only the people that just abuse their power, motives, and money, if you will. Yep. But for people such as. <laughs> The Pie Piper. <laughs> First off, the name is so fucking telling. The Pie Piper. Let's I wasn't expecting you to call him. I have to. Because it's the essence yeah. of why he ain't shit. Yeah. So I have to prelude with that. Like, so I remember, like, when I was, you know, of a certain age where I would listen to whatever I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's call it what it is. Yep. Historically speaking, R. Kelly has the hits. Mm-hmm. We all—he always has some music. We always dance and bop to. He always did. Yep. Step in the name of love, happy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> obviously, going back to albums like Twelve Play, things of that nature. Yeah. Like you have to give credit where it's due in terms of what he's done for music on one end. Yep. But that doesn't negate, if not, that's a sunken fact to what he's done when it comes to this whole sex abuse thing. When it comes to, you know, underage girls mm-hmm. um so first and foremost just i'm gonna just since we're pretty much killing off ancient people in 2019 in my opinion trying to help redefine what man up is i do not claim you as a man personally if you can't stand up for such culture just based on something else they've done right like just because they made good music doesn't negate the fact that you ain't shit and you right. disrespected somebody's daughter right that was like still trying to figure out what son and daughter meant. Mm-hmm. Like, that's trash. Mm-hmm. So, like, I made sure that I really stayed off social media. Okay. But I did kind of, like, tune in yeah. to some of it, this yeah. whole surviving R. Kelly bullshit. Yeah. And it literally had me turning my stomach. Yeah, it Because did. you think about, like, the tape, you think about cases you think about the people that still supported him mm-hmm. because he was just trying to get another black man down bullshit yeah. and it was just like dude are you serious mm-hmm. like it was just like the whole they just trying to get bill they bill cosby down because he's trying to buy nbc mm-hmm. it was like my dog did you miss the whole thing where this mug is like <laughs> drugging people like he drugged somebody <laughs> One person. <laughs> somebody said, like, oh, yeah, they they trying to uh, bring this Survivor R. Kelly stuff up because he was about to buy Nickelodeon. Did you see that? <laughs> Get the fuck on. Like, whenever you use your celebrityism or you use your money, whatever it is, to just overpower you not being shit, mm-hmm. it really pisses me off. And it puts yeah. me in a negative mindset. And it's like, you got to get out of here with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want those type of vibes around me. So anybody that claims they're such a good person, mm-hmm. but they do shit like that, no, yeah. Yeah. you're automatically trash. The whole Chris Brown thing, you're trash. Mm-hmm. You hit Rihanna first off. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that like, uh, some, I went, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, like while all this stuff was like the documentary is going on, like this mm-hmm. was like part three or part four was about to come out, and uh, we were just talking, we were, we were just trying to figure out like, is it okay to say like. Of course, he's a trash person. He should be, like, under the jail. You know, he's someone who, you know, should have, like, the worst, like, penalty given to him. But is it okay to still, like, listen to the songs and enjoy them? And you shaking your head no. No. You don't think so? No, I can't. That's, like, I don't know, because, like, 
I know he's trash, right? I would never defend like nothing that he ever did. Like I'm one of the people who says like he's like like you said the exact definition of trash. I we should cancel all of that stuff. But it's like I don't know. It's it's like like music like music carries spirits and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like music it's, vibes it's are like, real vibes. It's like, like if you if you tell me right now like let's like like twenty R Kelly songs, I could list like thirty out of twenty. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because it's like. When I was growing up, like he owned like the '90s and 2000s, so it's like I was the kid that you know my class had to sing. I believe I could fly to graduate. Like, at but our the thing is, stuff. it wasn't just the music that he wrote for himself, but it was also the music he wrote for other people. I I agree. Like you put that out there, and it's just like we canceling other artists too. Mm-hmm. The whole Millennium sort of thing doesn't happen. Sorry. Oh yeah, he wrote for B2K. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. They go bye bye. But, now, if I'm in my preteens and my teens, I'm happy because I couldn't stand B2K. Oh, However, <laughs> I enjoyed well, them. <laughs> here's the thing. You think about the people that, you know, had all the attention, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you ain't uh, you ain't got braids to the back. You ain't got yeah. earrings in your ears down the third. Yeah. You ain't my type. I was like, well, I don't want you anyway. Then. Like, <laughs> B2K messed up a lot of okay. play for me okay. back in middle school, by the way. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Yeah. But most importantly, like, some of their music was written by R. Kelly, so mm. yeah. I'm not canceling a whole B2K. But at the end of the day, like that's the part where it gets sticky because musically he's done so much for the culture. Mm-hmm. So you just know based on that, it's going to take a lot of just negativity mm-hmm. for us to just be able to cancel an entire person. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Kanye West, for example. We were able to cancel him, yeah. and we see why. But like you said, though, you, you still got college dropout up until <laughs> yeah. graduation. Like, you have graduation. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, even when grad, any, like, if I have a playlist on Shovel mm-hmm. and something from graduation comes on or yeah. college dropout, yeah. I'm very iffy to listen to it nowadays. I am. Okay. I just am. Like, I'm saying, looking at my phone, like, let this shit play. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I feel like for him though, like what he is now, he wasn't that way in his little like window where he made that music. But like, like you said, like R. Kelly, he was like that the whole time. So yeah, yeah, that definitely is a contributing factor, I guess, to some degree. But yeah. like, there's just no coming back from the whole thing. Yeah. Like, Bill Cosby helped basically like help me see what true black men look like in you know nineties. Mm-hmm. So. For everything to come out the way it did, it's still bittersweet. Mm-hmm. But it, at the same time, it's just like, I can't stand for that. My values coming into place. My morals coming into play. Like, mm-hmm. I can't respect it. It's just, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, you don't watch The Different World that they put it on Hulu? I'm not watching The Cosby Show. Okay. Because it doesn't come on anymore. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I mean... See, that's the part. Thing. It's yeah, like, it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, if you had, like, a direct play in something, mm-hmm. like, far as your music, far as, like, your acting, far as whatever it is, if it's, like, you on the screen, mm-hmm. I don't want to see your face. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so, there's going to be some people that probably listen to this and thinking I'm just such a bad person <laughs> because I got rid of they whatever. But at the same time, if you think about that, if you put your mother, if you put your daughters if you put your nieces you put your cousins in those same scenarios with these people mm-hmm. and it happened to them how would you really feel yeah i challenge anybody to think about it that way if you think about it from that standpoint then you'll see where i'm coming from yeah. period mm-hmm. so like 
that's just part of one of the only real reasons why, like, if I'm ever tired, why coming to do one of these episodes? Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of the main reasons I'm very passionate because, fellas, we just gotta do better. Like, I don't, yeah. I can't support negative people. Like, I really can't. Mm -hmm. If you're like just like a negative person, just baseline, I can't rock with you. Mm -hmm. But if you're negative plus you do dumb shit like this, mm -hmm. I just yeah. can't hang around you. Yeah. And like, I've got rid of, I got rid of former best friends because of that. Like, people I've went to elementary, middle school with, like, I've got rid of them. Mm -hmm. Like, even over the last couple of days, <laughs> like, I'll see somebody defending this whole R. Kelly bullshit. Yeah. Or, like, whatever it is. Or they'll be like, oh, well, y'all gonna cancel him. You gotta cancel Jay-Z for, yeah. you know, Mary and Beyonce, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nope, you're blocked. You're canceled. <laughs> it's fine. You're done. I mean, to that credit is, he didn't whole ass marry her when she was 16 <laughs> years old. Right. Didn't happen. So that's stupid. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much an idiot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I could probably go on this for like the next like 30 <laughs> minutes and owe these guys like a million dollars. But <laughs> at the same time, I'll just say like the end of the day, like, you know, we just have to do a better job of being our best selves. Mm -hmm. And with that, that can help protect like our culture and especially our black women. Yeah. Um, I mean, because at the end of the day, what it's all about, I mean, if you want to live the dream, then your whole dream is to get a well-paying job, mm -hmm. do something you love doing, get married to, like, your ideal person. Yep. Hopefully it's a person that's the same race. <laughs> Not against interracial, like, <laughs> like, relationships, but, like, for black men, like, who understands a black man wearing a black woman? Yeah. Like, that's just the biggest way I think of it. Yep. Like, you know, I've watched, like, people who have those interracial interracial relationships and some of it works just fine because mm -hmm. they respect the whole like racial backgrounds things of that nature mm -hmm. but people that don't respect it they crumble mm -hmm. like just like badly made rice krispie <laughs> trees like they just crumble so i mean like you have to look at it from that standpoint mm -hmm. so um but yeah so i okay, one of the things we really wanted to make sure that um we're addressing, I guess, what the culture is. Like, what does it truly mean to, like, be the man or be a man? Mm -hmm. Because I think that definition is so screwed, like, screwed up these days that mm -hmm. we truly lose sight of the definition of what it means to be a man in general. Okay. So, I guess to kind of go on that note, like, what do you think that it means to, like, be a man, if you will? That was the first couple things you think of. Uh... Someone who, like, has their responsibility, like, well in their grasp. Mm -hmm. So if you have children, like, you're taking care of your children. Um, <clears throat> if, you, if you're married and you have a wife, you make sure she, she feels protected. Make sure that her emotional needs are being catered to. Um, if you have, like, any leadership roles in the community, you're making sure those people who you're serving, that you're in touch with them um, to make sure that all of their needs are being met. Um, Someone who, uh, like, has a relationship with God. And that doesn't mean that you go to church all the time. It doesn't mean that you do everything right. I hope but not. But <laughs> it just means that, like, <laughs> because. it just means that, like, you've accepted, like, like God in your life. And um, on a day-to-day -day basis, you do your best to let him, like, lead you and guide you. Um, I feel like in, in our community, it's still, like, a lot of work to be done. Um, 
as far as us like redefining what it means to like man up for our generation. Like, before we even started the podcast, like just like going through our discussion today while we're recording, I thought of this old post that I made and uh, I had asked uh, the question basically um, posts like all of, like my female friends on Facebook, like, hey, as a, as a as a lady, do you feel safe when you're around like black men? <laughs> and it all came back like close to like 100% no. And like that was that was shocking for me because I shouldn't say it was shocking, but I felt like it was it was uh, because it, the thing that was shocking the most about it was that you know I try to make our generation seem like we're trash, but it was like forty year old, fifty year old women on there like no, I've never felt safe when I'm like out by myself like at a mall. I see like a, like a guy. Like, I don't think of him as being someone who will like help me like as a damsel in distress. If anything, they think like he'll be like the predator or whatever because they've been preyed on since they were, like, 12 and 13 going through puberty. Um, so just thinking of it from, like, that perspective, like, there's a lot of redefining, a lot of work that we have to do, a lot of, like, standards, a lot of, like, teaching that we have to do for us as well as the next generation of young men are coming up to where um, we take away, like, those, like, predatory um, characteristics, you know? Like, we unlearn that, um, and we and we put on, like, we put on, like, a cloak of just, like, being someone who can be trusted, whether they or they know us or not, they see us and they'll say, "Hey, I feel like that's somebody who will protect me." Like being able to like look at any of us and say, "Like that's my brother," and um, but that that I just I just kept thinking about that post as we were just talking and like like none of them feel safe. <laughs> like I mean, I'm I'm not like laughing at it, but. It's just like that's like my my reaction to it. It's just like wow, like that's that's crazy. I think it's the whole standpoint of just having to, you know, laugh to keep from just being down about it. Because yeah. I I remember having a discussion like this a couple like months or even years ago, um, with you know people asking like, hey, you know, why don't you want to like date inside the race? Mm-hmm. And like you know, I just can't trust black men because on one end like they ain't shit or like mm-hmm. another end it'd be like you know they're immensely messed up mm-hmm. you know they're they don't address their issues they don't talk about their issues they right. don't you know you know they have so many other different things as far as like stereotypes against them that they believe them because they don't truly know what their makeup is and I think culturally that's the issue too mm-hmm. but just think about you know it always dates back to as we approach Black History Month. Like it always comes down to, you know, historically where we've come from. Mm-hmm. We've always had to hide who we are, mm-hmm. always. So when we're used to hiding who we are, and you know, not being used to like sharing ourselves with the world, how do we normalize? You know, being you know, quite frank, being black in America. Like, it's so much negative stigma behind it, just mm-hmm. from how we even got over, like, to where we currently populate now that it's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely making sure we're understanding approximately where we come from yep. and, you know, just how to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say we're not going to make mistakes. It's not to say we're going, you know, be perfect like some of the ideal TV images or movies and stuff we see. Right. But it's just looking at the golden rule and just like treat other people with respect and how you want to be treated that way. Like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, unless you want to be treated like shit, then don't do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just looking at that whole standpoint of, like, how do you, you know, maintain that whole positive light? So, you know, how do you take care of your physical? Okay. Um, now, I've seen studies where it shows, like, you know, people are more trusting of a, a guy with, like, broad shoulders, so like, a confident appearance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, physically, aesthetic, so, like, you know, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. It, like they can literally protect me. Yeah. Um. If you speak with like conviction. Okay. If you speak like as if you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know people trust that. Right. Um. If you're into your spiritual, it's not to say you got to be a Christian or whatever, but at the same time, you know, being sure of your faith, like that's something people can't take from you. Being right. sure of like, um. You know. Being, like, financially fit, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of your actual finances. You know, you don't have a billion and one bills on the backlog, but you got the new J's on. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I know people that do this. Don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it can go into a different, a bunch of different arenas, but it's just making sure that you're overall, like, like mentally, mentally, spiritually, physically fit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have those pillars really taken care of, then you know, people are more trusting to that. Okay. Um, addressing your issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being more verbal. I mean, again, sometimes we get so caught up in not saying stuff that we suffer in silence. Yeah. So I mean, it's a whole wealth of different things mm-hmm. that you can focus on being like more of a positive male role model mm-hmm. and being less like R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like, you have to like look out what's best for you. Because if you're fit in all these different areas, mm-hmm. then the likelihood that you're going to do some dumb stuff like commit a crime or go rob somebody or, right. you know, be committed of adultery, if you will, like, likelihood goes way, way down. Yeah. So that's pretty much, I think, you know, and we can probably attack this over, like, I don't know, the next year or so mm-hmm. about, you know, what it means to ultimately be a man and how to positively man up. Um, but we had to start somewhere. And I think this is kind of a good baseline for 2019 because, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's what we was founded upon. It's the reason we chose to do this whole thing. So yep. at the end of the day, we got to hold ourselves accountable. And we, by doing that, you know, our culture will hold us accountable as well. So mm-hmm. that part. Yep. So anything you think that I missed not at all. I think I think uh, between now and the, and the next recording, we should put that poll out there. Uh, you know what what is it about? You know you seeing uh, a, a black man that you don't feel safe. Like what is, what exactly is that thing? Because when I asked it, I was kind of blown away by how many no's I got that I, I didn't even like follow up with. Well, why? You know, I don't think I did. I should go back and revisit the post. But I think I mean, it's important to know why. Yeah. Because I think truly when you know why, you can start to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, I think I was kind of scared to ask why because, I mean, it's like on Facebook and public. So, hey man, <laughs> so You are a part of a global community <laughs> now. I need you to realize this, that. This was like two or three years ago. so That's fair. I understand. Yeah, I, I wasn't my best self then. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things I noticed earlier, so if you guys are following us, on Instagram 
at the Mental Matters Podcast, mm-hmm. then you'll notice that we actually posted something today um, in light of, you know, protecting black women at all costs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, definitely got some well thought out comments. And I think to wrap this episode up, we'll kind of go through them. Okay. Um, and go from there. So, one of the comments we got said that I swear that black the black community devalues the black women. We are looked at as bottom feeders. We are prosecuted for being anything but silent. It's sickening. It's disheartening. It must be changed. And to ask, you know, how do you think is the best way to protect our women today's society? She responded, "My answer is more than I can write, but in short." We must not only tell, but show our black women how, show our black women they matter and are valuable. Black boys must be taught the importance to value of their fellow sisters. As a community, we must stop putting excess value in sex and more value in the mind. We must teach our women that they don't have to be afraid to have a voice, but be powerful in their stance. With that, we must teach our men that it is not necessary to fear the thing that gives life black women. Yeah. So, I mean, just when I was kind of reading through that earlier, you know, I think it obviously starts, again, it kind of starts with self and it starts from raising our boys up to being men. And mm-hmm. so, I guess some of the stuff we've probably got in the past in terms of, you know, you had some positive role models coming up, yep. then you had some people that interpreted it completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you look at it from that standpoint, and you're like, okay, well, this part makes sense. That part doesn't make sense. How can we do this? And so, again, it's just kind of helping instill those values of, like, you know, respect, if you will, and, you know, taking care of your best physical self, your mental self, mm-hmm. um, for those that believe in it, spiritually doing well, um, how to respect finances, things of that nature, because we're not only building just positive men in society, but we're helping trying to build, like, husbands, mm-hmm. um, uncles, if you will. Yep. Dope cousins, mm-hmm. brothers, if you will. So, I mean, you're looking at all that, and someday you're going to be somebody's father, hopefully. Yep. And they're going to need somebody. They will definitely need somebody <laughs> because they need to know the game that's going to be trying to run on them by people that aren't mentally together, and right. it's going to be a repetitive cycle. Um, Somebody actually stepped in on the comments. Um. Well, I honestly believe it starts with broken homes. Many of our men grow up without proper guidance on how to be a man. That includes how he sees black women. Until we have more fathers in their homes, shepherding their sons, there's no one to steer them from the essential sensualization, eh, sensualized view that black women are objects indispensable. What you're taught and cultured in makes a tremendous difference. Our young princess needs to, our young princes need to be brought up by kings, and showing them the value of black queens, starting with how they see their mothers being treated. I could not agree anymore, especially with the last part of that. Mm-hmm. So one of the best ways to show young boys how to treat women is how you treat their mothers. Right. Um, and that's anything from how you talk to them, how you embrace them. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, honey, how are yous, if you will? <laughs> um, Sound like a little bit of, like, leave it to beaver. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not taking it from I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but mostly, like, you know, 
again, obviously not putting your hands on them in a negative light. Yeah. You know, just showing what that overall means. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very hard to do when you don't have that father figure in the home. Mm-hmm. So you only see it in certain lights. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then you have the issue of if you are a single parent or a single mother raising your child, you know, especially for the young boys, then some other feeling a sense of loneliness going out to date somebody. Okay. And then dating the ain't shit dudes. Yep. Then you got this whole cycle again mm-hmm. about how guys come into women's lives and leaves. And yep. that's all he sees. Yep. So just from that standpoint, it's just understanding that, you know, everything that a young boy sees, he will grow and try to emulate in some degree. Mm-hmm. Because if he isn't taught right from wrong, he's just going to see it as normal. Mm-hmm. And when you see things normal, you know, at the point that they intersect, right. then that's just what you're going to be a part of. So, definitely got a lot of feedback on this post. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think on a positive note, um, another post from Gray Matter Health says that it's very nice when we have a strong black man beside us standing up for us and cheering us on. I'm grateful for mine. And so... I guess the closing note on that is, you know, one way to protect them is to protect their egos, too. Yeah. I definitely, and she'll probably <laughs> say she'll she's vomiting sometimes when I say it, but I have no problem rooting on my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no problem doing it at all. Mm-hmm. Because when she wins, she feels good mentally. She feels good physically. Yep. She feels good spiritually. Mm-hmm. I win. Yeah. <laughs> like, period. Like, because, you know, the whole happy wife, happy life thing, terms and conditions apply. Yeah. It's a very real thing. <laughs> and so, more than likely, if the woman's not happy, then it's just not a positive vibe anyway. Right. Like, you both have to be your own best self. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to be around an angry, like, spouse is, like, the most, like, mm-hmm. just damaging <laughs> thing, if you will. So, yeah. um, definitely encourage, like, you know, don't be afraid to get a compliment. Mm-hmm. Not the com- compliment that say her ass is fat. That's not <laughs> what we're talking about. Oh, that don't count? No. Okay. That's okay. not count, <laughs> Don't do that shit later. Because <laughs> you'll be the person that tries to do that shit later. And I get a text message. I'm like, bro, didn't I tell you not to? That's my only problem. I think everything is a joke. Sometimes. You think everything <laughs> is a joke. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, again, the biggest thing is just showing now we do value them. Like, you know, it's <laughs> always joke with this, but like mm-hmm. you always see like women complimenting each other. Mm-hmm. They be like, "Okay, hair, okay, shoes." Yeah, yeah. Like I have no problem doing that shit. Like, <laughs> not gonna lie to you. Like, okay, locks, okay, I see your hair. Or <laughs> like, you know, just different things like that. There's nothing wrong with trying to gas up like your, you know, your women cohorts, if you will, especially for the culture. Like, it's nothing wrong with doing it. I'm taking notes. It's not going to be considered, <laughs> it should not be considered a pass to trying to get on. Right. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Unless that's your move. Then, hey, do you, bro. <laughs> far as me, in yeah. mind, with this mm-hmm. ring on my finger, mm-hmm. it is not intended for me to try to get on if I say hair looks nice. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. So, you know, but it has to start at home. We have to teach our young boys that it's okay to do that and how to do that properly mm-hmm. instead of commenting or focusing on, like, the physical things like, you know, you cute, you pretty, you you was cute, you was fine. Yeah, you was. You got mine. a big behind. None of that. <laughs> we not here for that, bro. Like, it's time to man up for real. Yeah. So that part. So yeah, here we go, man. <laughs> Are you ready for like a whole year dealing with me on my bullshit? Like, 
I'm looking forward to it. Really? Yeah. My man. I got a partner in crime, so My man. I'm happy. Blue magic. <laughs> I wasn't talking about that crime. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about somebody I get to do hood rat things with. That's all. Hood rat things. I'm yeah. not the person for you. No, okay. I'm not a hood rat at all. You just call me a rat. You know you. what I'm saying. <laughs> do ratchet things with your real ones. I got you. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we're really going to look at focusing on like the different parts of being what a man looks like. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to manning up, pop, manning up properly. Mm-hmm. So, definitely go get y'all popcorn for this long year we're going to have. Because yep. we're going to test y'all, get some quizzes <laughs> and make sure you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, per usual, make sure y'all follow us on Facebooks and the Instagrams. Yep. At Mental Matters Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. We are there at Mental Matters P. Mm-hmm. And if you got questions, comments, concerns... You want to hear about a certain thing, a certain topic. Mm-hmm. You can also slide into DMs on those social media platforms. Yep. But feel free to email us at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please rate us. Subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Not just the five stars. <laughs> tell us how you love it. Yep. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to do this for free. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Tell somebody about us. Please. Yeah. Share that. Yep. Share that thing. I got feedback yesterday from one of my uh, high school uh, friends. He was just like, like I was, I was sitting there watching a, a football game when we came over, and uh, his phone started chiming, and he was like, "Hey," he was like, "Look at that," and it was uh, a notification from SoundCloud, like Mental Matters. I guess he was like listening to it earlier, and it was telling like to finish the episode or something like that. So, That's what's up. Yeah, so got like more feedback from him. Like, man, I listen to it all the time. So. I mean, listen, we are over 1,500 streams, bro, on SoundCloud. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> so that means uh, at least somebody listened to us 1,500 times. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or at least 1,500 people have so many listen. Either way it goes, we appreciate you. We love y'all. Yeah. And we're going to keep trying to do this thing until, mm-hmm. you know, until the lights get shut off for good and yeah. we get kicked out. Yeah. And then we just gonna do it from our cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what P Diddy say? Can't stop. Can't won't stop, stop. Won't stop. That's uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Shout out to P Diddy. He's pretty positive too. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. He's a pretty boy. Okay. Yeah, like I said, he was one of the reasons why I felt comfortable, you know, being dark skinned. That too, and Diddy. getting manicures and pedicures. Yeah. Diddy Mace. All of them. That part. Harlem Shout out to Mace too. Yeah. But yeah, we love y'all. Stay up and. Make sure you get a lineup because, yeah, you feel better when you get a lineup. Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. A little bit more confident. Yeah, man. Yeah. You look at yourself like, ha, ha, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. You look good. <laughs> hey, girl, you look good, too. Ha, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Holla. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>